Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Into the 99 podcast, where we've got 99 cards because Commander is number one. I am your necromancer with all the answer, Necrozac, joined by my other lovely hosts of the podcast, Lotus, Ryan, and Dan. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, busy week, but good overall. How's everyone else doing? I am well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, not doing too bad. Just brewing with new cards. It's been a week. Yeah, it's yeah. finally the Modern Horizons 2 is officially out, so if you didn't get any at pre-release, you can finally start picking up singles and stuff. Uh, we're talking another deck today from Modern Horizons. I said during the spoilers, this was the card I was the most excited for, so today we're going over my Lawness deck. And, ooh, I love this stuff. I'm really hoping people keep building these Modern Horizons decks, because they brought a lot of really fun commanders out. I think Zach's going to get some more today. Yeah, I'm hopefully I'm taking apart three commander decks to hopefully get a collector booster of Modern Horizons two, which I'm fairly positive this will be my first ever collector booster box. So this should be a lot of fun. I hope you just pull straight gas from it. I do. Too. I mean, I mean, I'm just fine if I pull every single etch foil in common and uncommon rarity because <laughs> I love those cards. They're beautiful. Zach, don't be like me and don't get a foil etched fire and ice as one of your rares, and you'll be all right. Yeah, the first pack of the collector's box that I opened, foil etched fire and ice. It was that's a nice and then moment. I split a box with a friend, and his was his first rare was a foil etched old frame Urza. Um, I would I, I would hold awesome. out. I'd I was pretty upset. I was pretty. They were laughing at me. I do want to point. I do want to give like a shout out to my buddy. Um, we built Gress last week, and I got to Gress last week. I got to play it, and he was nice enough. He pulled this foil full art Gress and held it for me. So thanks, Cole. You're a really good friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, nice. It wasn't the hero that you needed, but the hero you deserved. You guys, you guys know on a personal level, like I've been having really a couple crappy weeks. So yesterday, that just I don't know, it just meant a lot. So I wanted to be emotional for a minute was it, was it the was it the icing on your cupcake yeah it, it really was having good buddies is always a good time and actually that does lead into what i'm talking about because in this deck i'm trying to play my buddies cards so i'll uh I'll, I'll start off right now we'll just get right into it actually zach do you want to let everyone know about all the other shows and stuff quickly before we get into lanas yeah, sure. So as always, we want to first and foremost thank you, the listener and or the viewer or the viewer listener, however you want to label yourself. I'm not here to label you. You can label yourself how you want. We appreciate you. Without you uh, lovely people, we wouldn't be able to do this or do it at the level we're doing it. So thank you. And to anyone who is a patron or wanting to become a patron, please do so. It's um, It means a lot and it helps us to continue doing these extra things because there's a lot of time and effort that go into this. So you guys helping us in a, I don't know, in a money sense, <laughs> just makes it easier to do so. Um, as always, we have plenty of different things for you guys to absorb if the podcast isn't enough. We have Brewing It Live with Lotus and Han. They do amazing work. Um, you, I don't know how many other shows you can literally sit there and be like, oh, this is a deck we're brewing, and you can be in chat like, oh, this this deck needs a Death's Shadow, like our good buddy Benson will tell you every single time. <laughs> yep. um, you can also find us streaming every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. EST. This week, I believe Dan and Ryan will be on with some other fun guests, and Lotus will potentially be on? I think I'll be on with some spicy. Straight heat. Ooh, some spice. Texas Pete. I say um, spice. This is my level of spice. Turn one competitive games. Let's go. <laughs> Um, 
speaking uh speaking of good buddies um if you guys paid attention to last week's episode we did my deck tech on grist uh we still still do have the proxy grist and cards up for um raffle so please if you've not found any of that information go to our instagram and follow everything you need to do to get entered for that because these proxies are awesome and jim at pyrexia is a saint jim is amazing yeah. If you're not yeah. following Jim, you simply must. Yeah, he's... he's like colossal dragmores. Yeah, Jim is amazing. Um, once again, that's Pyrexia on Instagram. Just go and gush at his art because he's a genius. He definitely is. As I like to say, he is a wizard. <laughs> I um. So yeah, now now let's get into Lanus because, again, oh. thank everyone. Thank Everyone's great. You're all awesome. Lanus, let's go. <laughs> uh, so Lanus <laughs> Cryptozoologist was my favorite card spoiled in the set, and that's... A pretty high bar because there's great artwork in the set. There's there's a lot of things for me to say as my favorite. And I'm probably going to say three cards throughout this list are also my favorite from the set. Assume, just understand I have a lot of favorites. Uh, Lano, La, Lanos. Lanus is Simic. So he's just one and a green for a 1-2 Snake Elf Scout. Uh, whenever another non-token ETBs under your control, you investigate. Which means put a clue token into play. Clues are pay two, tap it. Oh, no, not tap it, sorry. Pay two, sack it, draw a card. It's treasures that are tapped. Shouldn't be. Um, Lanus has an ability that is tap, sacrifice, X clues. Target opponent reveals the top X cards of their library. You can put a non-land permanent with CMC, X or less from among them onto the battlefield under your control. That player puts the rest on the bottom in a random order. I love cards that let me play other people's decks. I love anything chaos-themed, and the ability to do a chaos theme in Simic is really fun. In advance, you can make this deck way more controlly and annoying. You can really fill it with counterspell magic and have a great time. It's not what I did. I went full full investigation mode. So um, we're going to start up in our artifacts here. I'll let Zach take the first one away, but Lanus is just so fun. That ability to play other people's decks is a great time. And if you have 11 tokens and you can hit Blightsteel Colossus, it's hilarious. Hey, I, don't, I haven't seen this list at all yet so if there's a card in here that, or if there isn't a card in here that should be in here that I'm thinking of I'm going to be very mad at you Dan let's find out uh, so the first card in Artifact is a sweet one it's Blink Moth Urn it's five colorless for an artifact at the beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase if Blink Moth Urn Blink Moth Urn Blink Moth Urn is untapped that player adds a colorless for each artifact they control so I have a feeling like you're going to benefit from this way more than other people you get a lot of clue tokens i really underestimated it i thought i was like yeah i'm gonna make some clues no every game i've had like in excess of 90 clue tokens gee many christmas it's a lot it's uh too many clue tokens (laughs) too many clues yeah um i want to read this next card too because i really like it so it's illusionist bracers it's two for an uh, equipment artifact whenever an ability of an equipped creature is activated if it isn't a mana ability copy that ability you may choose new targets for the copy and it equips for three yeah so an honest uh (laughs) obvious i can't talk today it's so early for me an obvious choice to put on to alanis because you double up the sacrifice as part of the cost not the resolution so you don't have to sacrifice twice you just get a, I'll go 10 deep Lotus's deck, 10 deep Zach's deck. Let's find out what you guys are playing. You'll end up with some jank from me. You should be, you should be searching <laughs> my deck. That's where the, where the heat's going to be. I hit yeah. an, I already have hit an omniscience with this and it felt good. There's nothing yeah, in this deck worth using omniscience for, but I still had it. 
That's awful. Who do you play against that are playing omniscient? His brothers, some animals. <laughs> That's, yeah, <laughs> your brothers are great, but God, why they do this? Uh, the next one's just a, a simple mana rock. It's magnifying glass. It's three taps for one colorless, and you can pay four and investigate. Nice Seems and okay. simple. Yeah, uh, that is very cool. Lotus, you want to take the next one here? So, Mirage Mirror, three colorless for an artifact. Hey, two, Mirage Mirror becomes a copy of Target. Artifact, creature, enchantment, or land to end the turn. I love this card so much. Mm-hmm. I can honestly never find enough of them. No. It's got its own built-in protection, because someone's like, destroy target non-land permanent. Oh, it's a land. Yep. Well, well same um, thing, non-creature. I'll, fine, I'll make it a creature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really, really like Mirage Mirror, and there's... In any deck that's making tokens... You're, I'm gonna spoiler alert. You want a doubling season in anything that you can. So making two doubling seasons is really fun at two mana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's rough. It is rough, and it's great. Um, I have to read the next card. There's no other way around it. It just is my my heart and soul. It's Panharmonicon. It's a card I buy every one of that I ever see. It's four mana. If an artifact or creature entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control the trigger, it triggers an additional time. So two clue tokens every time any creature ETBs with Lawness is great. I'm reading the next one. Uh, so this is probably the best card in the commander <laughs> format. It's Soaring for one mana. It's an artifact. You can tap it for two colorless. Um, you guys might not have heard of this card before, but it probably goes in every single commander deck. Yeah, hey guys, check out Soaring. Look that one up. <laughs> I know some secret tech. <laughs> Guys, I found this crazy accelerant. It's nuts. You're, you're, it's only like $5. You're going to want to pick one of these up at least. I don't understand how this card hasn't been banned in our format. <laughs> I mean, it's been considered. Uh, I'll let you read the next one here, Ryan. Sword of Hearth and Home. Three colorless for artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two. Has pro green and pro white. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile up to one target creature you own, then search your library for a basic land card, put both cards onto the battlefield under your control, then shuffle, and its equip cost is two. Now, I have to say why I love this card so much. It's not you control. Mm-hmm. Exit a creature you own. If somebody has control magic your thing, <laughs> you still own it. Oh, yeah. Get your stuff. Yeah. That's when you, uh, Dan, why aren't you running Gilded Drake? Gilded Drake is fun. Yeah, it's uh. It, did you did you hear the police coming for you over this card? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the fact that it is you own and not you control is a very very big difference. Yeah. It's uh so there there is a negative effect in this deck because I can't flicker other people's creatures and I'm trying to play other people's decks with Lannis. So I cannot flicker other things. I can flicker my own things though. So this is really good in like any deck like an Emil, but. Again, I have an ETB built into my commander. Of course I want to flicker things. Yeah, Un- for sure. Ban Prime Titan. Come on. Do you Dan, think? I you will think? make a commander deck with a Prime Titan as the commander. Then ban it. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... 
it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Do you think Chris, uh, how do you say his last name? I can't read it up because of the card. But do you think he's tired of drawing people holding swords? Um, no. I, I don't know. I have I have got mine up as the the other artwork, the good one. Oh, okay. Ooh, I updated it just now, right before, because it scanned the wrong way. Um, strawberries. Yeah, the next one as well is a card that is probably going to be the most valuable card in the deck. Uh, it's Tamio's Journal. It's five just colorless for a legendary artifact at the beginning of your upkeep investigate already doing what we want but it has tap and sack three clues search your library for a card and put it into your hand then shuffle that's a really really good card in this deck like the tutoring is always good but this at three it's so good i just love it three of your clues Mm -hmm. is nothing yeah i Um, didn't know this was a card yeah it's a really really good tutor in general especially if you're running anything that has artifacts but like we're a clue-based deck, you have it's criminal to not put this in a clue-based deck. If you're playing Lanus, you have to play Tamios Journal. I, I don't want to tell people what they do and do not have to play ever, but like you have to play this one. How do you not? What I really like about the clues specifically from that set is all the clues are different with different um like text. Like uh not text, but um flavor Art? text. Yeah. So they all have different parts of like her journal. Yeah. I really, really it's- like it. It was very flavorful. I uh, I yeah. do also want to say that the clue utility is really good in the sacrifice. So both Tamio's journal and Lana's care about sacking uh, toke, uh, clues. But just the ability to pay two mana and draw a card is really good. You're mm-hmm. in Simic. Like, this is an elf commander. Spoiler alert to some elves in the deck. Uh, you have a lot of mana to just, like, at the end step, mana sink and draw. Generally, if you have something that has a lot of mana, like elves, like uh, any accelerant kind of deck, you need something to do with that mana or you can just be flooded out of the game. You, If you don't have something and you have 50 mana available and you only have 1-1 one, one elves, what are you going to do, swing? You know, No one swings with the birds of paradise. Sometimes, but... but <laughs> I've died to one. People rarely swing with the birds of paradise. Let me, let me, let me clarify. But How like, dare you bring such an such a opinion to a group of commander players? He's, he's playing with a different, a different league of players. Usually, That's fair. usually in general, though, people are like, they're going to mana, uh, like mana dump into like an Azuri Renegade leader or something, right? Mm-hmm. So just that, the more draw you have in your deck, the more likely you are to hit things, right? Draw really does make a deck more consistent. And this is just built in draw. At its very worst, I have a pay to draw card on the field pretty much at all times. It's really, really good. Sony Silence absolutely ruined this deck. Never, never play with me again. But... Hold on, hold on. Let, let me get my notebook out. <laughs> oh, who cares about Stony Silence? Let's uh, what's it called? Uh, Stony Silence. Green to Black Hall. Sorcery from uh, Strixhaven. That's like you the destroy calling each... ritual. Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. I want a calling ritual. So bad with you playing this deck. Me off, me opposite of the table, just vomiting. Ooh. I would love that. Uh, um, I really need. I didn't get any of that rise and shine card. The, oh, the over, one. yeah, the overload one. That card should also be in this deck. Spoiler alert. I'm a I'm trip gonna, to your FLGS today. To be honest, kind of yeah. Uh, hold hold on. I did get. I got a um my buddies because like I said I'm 
super broke all the time now. My buddies actually gave me a bunch of their bulk, and this was in it. It was Rise and Shine. So the sketch variant, it has a mood. The mood says you can't keep us locked away anymore to battle. And, of course, it has the <laughs> journal with a freaking pocket knife. I love that. The um, Honestly, Rise and Shine is a great card. I really need to get mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, my sorceries are a pretty simple list. I'm going to quickly go through them. They're also investigation and token related. So crack opens the first one. Uh, sorcery for three and a green. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Create a treasure token. I just like it. I like making tokens. It's not bad. Yeah, I run my normal ramp kind of stuff with cultivate explosive vegetation. And then a new one from uh, Modern Horizons 2, which is Terramorph. And I really, really like this card. It's essentially just a better explosive vegetation. There's no way around that. So it's three and a green. It searches your library for basic lands, puts it onto the battlefield untapped, then shuffle, which is really, really nice. And then it rebounds. So it just, if you have something else on the turn, your explosive vegetation, like a land of war elves or a birds or something, you can still get it out. And then you will still also in your upkeep, get another one. So I really, really like it. There's no real punishment for it. It's just a better card. Same effect, yeah. but better. The same thing, like, uh, Explosive Vegetation could be Migration Path. is the exact same thing, but with Cycling. Yeah. yeah. People I, forget about that card. I just, I have so many Explosive Vegetations. I, I understand no, I've created the card, but I have oh, yeah, a formula. Not, I stick to it. <laughs> I'm not giving you crap. It's just To be honest, I can never out, actually right? find Migration Paths. That was Aquaria, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aquaria, well, you, you, Aqu- you already know me. <laughs> Aquaria was widely opened, you know, and like, it, it didn't come back into stores like at all. People loved those right. cards. I also want to talk about how amazing this artwork for Terramorph is. It's so unique for a ramp card. Just like it's weird, right? It it's is very really like weird. it looks fish eyed to me. Like when I when I first opened this card, I was like, "Holy crap! This is because this was in one of my pre my pre release kit." It's like this is just weird. I thought it was misprint at first. This um this deck, by the way, is probably my closest attempt at quote unquote jank. Because there's a lot of inefficient cards in it, solely what because the they have one? the word investigate. So, like, Gone Missing is a good example. It's awful. Yeah, it's not very good. It's four and a blue, put target permanent on top of its owner's library, and investigate. You can definitely upgrade that. It's blasphemy, but, like, it's Cyclonic Rift, like, is an obvious slot in to replace this. That's what should be in every uh, blue deck. Uh, <laughs> hate it. I think this, I think this is fine, because you can... Yeah, you can reset your own stuff. Yeah. And you get to investigate. Like, or, or you put some crazy haymaker on top of their library and you use Lannis' ability to get it. Boom. Yeah, see, I also, I also had thought that out. Definitely. It wasn't Gone Missing isn't bad. Definitely wasn't just because it uh, had nothing to do with the fact that it had the word investigate on it. It was all, it was all 3D chess from Daniel over here. Thank you guys for revealing my master plan. Speaking of revealing master plan, hard evidence is sweet. It's a new one from uh, MH2. It's one blue for a sorcery. You created a 0-3 blue crab creature token, which is the best part of this card, and it investigates. Yeah, it yeah. is a solid just addition. You know what, Dan? 
I'd like to press you, press you for some answers in this deck. Go away. Quit sandbagging me. Go on. <laughs> Colorless and a blue sorcery. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its control. It's next untap step. Investigate. Investigate. I quit. I'm so mad at you right now. Zach, do you, you want to root out the problems of the podcast? <laughs> I'm hanging up. <laughs> uh, root out to an agreed destroy target artifact or enchantment. Investigate. I'm loving it. Right. Right, there are no puns. There are no puns for this. I'm going straight to. I'm going straight to. I'm picking something. Uh, Bounty of Luxa. Two blue, green and a blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, remove all flood counters from Bounty of Luxa. No counters. We're on Bounty of Luxa. So, uh, draw a card. Otherwise, add one a green and a blue. This yeah, is a weird card. It's a wordy card. So basically, either every turn you draw a card from it or you get three mana. Yeah, we jumped to enchantments because I was tired of my co-hosts, or hosts, <laughs> my other host friends. We'll, we'll go back to them after. Um, doubling Season is obviously in the deck if you have the finances for a Doubling Season or you happen to know a great proxy guy like Jim. Wink, wink. Um, get a doubling season because any token-based deck is going to love it. Um, simply, if anyone, for some reason, doesn't know doubling season, if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many. And if an effect would put one or more counters on a permanent you control, it puts twice that many on instead. Just doubles. Just doubles for you. Uh, can I read this next card because it's sweet? Yes. Well, are you having fleeting memories of people bullying you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I've been Necrozak. You guys have a good evening. I am out. <laughs> oh. hate, hate all of you. For, yes. for Channel 5, this has been Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm over it. <laughs> well, go, go, go ahead and read it, Lotus. <laughs> so it's two and a blue enchantment. Uh, when fleeting memories enters the battlefield, investigate. Uh, whenever you sacrifice a clue, target player mills three cards. Um, that's it. Yeah, it um, is a possible alternate win condition because, again, you have so many and Lannis can sack as many tokens as you want. So I'll sack 90 and you guys mill 120 or whatever 90 times 3 is, 180. Speaking of alternate win conditions, I'm bad at math. Mechanized production. Yeah. Two blue blue for an enchantment. It's an aura. So you enchant an artifact you control. At the beginning of uh, your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact. And if you control eight or more artifacts of the same name as one another, you win the game. Yeah, generally speaking, you have one turn to deal with this in a deck like this. It has so mm -hmm. many tokens. I don't really like to win this way, but games do have to end. So... Wait, does this does this win at the beginning of the upkeep, or isn't it isn't it just constantly checking if you control eight or more? At the uh, beginning, at the beginning of, your of your upkeep, it checks. Okay. Yeah, so you've got one turn after someone casts it, and you just have to hope they don't flash it. I like I like this card because you don't necessarily have to put it on clues in this deck. Literally, you could put it on soul rings, or you can put it on. There's a creature card I saw that well, this would go great on. The fact that it, yeah, the fact that it just keeps making tokens is awesome. It is a token generator. You don't have to g degenerate, try and win with it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, would. you're definitely right. People are, people are going to see this and be like, oh, well, that's they need to die or get removed. But there are some other really, really good targets in this deck for this card that I will definitely mention later. The um, A lot of building this deck was really fun because I got to go back through and see a bunch of cards that I've personally never seen played in Commander. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those is Ongoing Investigation. It's an enchantment for one in a blue. 
Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, investigate. So I can still only get it once a turn. Unless, if I hit two players, I get to do it twice, right, Lotus? To a player, yeah. Okay. But if I hit Zach twice, then it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. do it twice, just once. You just get one. And then you have the ability to pay two, exile a creature. So one in a green, exile a creature from your graveyard, investigate, and gain two life. So I generally am pretty happy with the card. Overall, it, it's really fun to play. And it's cool artwork. You just never see it. Um, Parallel Lives is another one that, again, if you have the budget, this card is just skyrocketed because of uh, Adrix and Nev, that whole deck. And Chatterfang. And, yeah, it's also Chatterfang. There's so many good token commanders right now. Uh, three and a green. If, in fact, we put one or more tokens on the battlefield under control, it puts twice that many instead. Love the word twice. Yeah, it gets to be pretty degenerate very quickly. Yeah. Uh, Lotus, you want to take this next one? Yeah, rights of flutter, uh, flourishing to a green enchantment. At the beginning of each player's uh, draw step, that player draws an additional card. Uh, each player may play additional lands on each of their turns. I love rights of flourishing. I put it in as many decks as I can. You, sometimes you need a little group hug. Yeah. I really, I really <laughs> like this next card. I play it in my um, Tyam deck, and I just feel like it's really undervalued. That's it's where I got mine too. Yep, it would involve mysteries. It's two and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you investigate. And whenever you sacrifice a glue, put a 1-1 white human soldier creature token onto the battlefield. Huge, huge token generation potential. Yeah. There is no limit of how many you can sack with Lana. So you can, if you want to swing wide at the end step, you just sack again 90 tokens and have 90 1-1s out. Ew. Flash and Massacre Worm. Ugh. Someone Rakdos charms me. I'm stuck in a repeating loop of my own hell. This is how you beat Dan. You yeah. just uh, Rakdos charm him in every single deck. True. Yep. Or Massacre Worm, that usually would do it. Uh, <laughs> Weirding Wood is another one that I, again, haven't seen. It's two and a green. Enchant land when it enters. Investigate. Enchanted land has add two mana of any one color to your mana pool. It's pretty good. I like it. I mean, it's kind of in theme with all the two colors and the green land enchants that do something and double your mana. Yeah, and it just has investigate. Back up to the instance. Uh, Blue Sun Zenith is one of my favorite cards to run in general, and with Blink Moth Urn's ability, you can pretty easily kill anyone in the table with this. Uh, You're in a deck that generates just huge, huge amounts of mana, as I was saying earlier. So Blue Sun Zenith is always going to be good. It's good for you, but it's also good to be like, Zack, die. (laughs) I'd like to do the next one. Yeah. Court of Calling. Uh, X and triple green instant has Convoke, and then search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. This card should go in every single green deck ever. Uh, Court of Calling has actually come down a ton in price lately, too. It's been really nice. Well, it was nice with the the Double Masters printing, and then I think didn't Double Masters have a box topper? The box topper is amazing. That's what mine actually is. Yeah. Though it is creeping up slightly because of that Squirrel Twin deck. Yeah, Squirrel Twin, I like it. Um, This is my only counterspell in the deck as far as I know. It's Confirmed Suspicions. It's three double blue. Uh, Instant counter target spell and investigate three times. And if anyone wants to guess why it's in the deck, I'm sure you can. To counter stuff? No, to investigate. investigate. (laughs) It's, It's Arts Real Sick, too. What the heck is going on here? The next one, I'll let Lotus take this next one, but it's been very fun to kill people with. Uh, confront the unknown. Single green instant. 
Investigate, then target creature gets plus one, plus one to end a turn for each clue you control. Ooh. That's hilarious. <laughs> you can actually commander damage somebody. Yeah. I'll swing with Lannis. You can just take one. This is no, how you, you kill die. someone in the Birds of Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with a vigor. Oh. <laughs> uh, next card is Growth Spiral, one in a blue. You can play an additional land this turn, and you can draw a card, and it's an instant. Yeah. And this is the most beautiful of all the Growth Spiral. It is works. really nice. Yes, yeah. I uh, love it. All uh, right, uh, next one. Jace's Scrutiny. Colos in a blue instant. Target creature gets minus four, minus O until end of turn. Investigate. Yeah. Yeah. It's in there for investigating. Everyone everyone <laughs> yep. gets it. Everyone understands my... I'm sure you guys all see my train of thought. I, Your insanity. I keyword mm-hmm. searched investigate, and this is how we've built the deck. Uh, by the way... It feels like exactly like one of my decks, just full of <laughs> jank. Yeah, it's, this I'm is proud my, of you. This is my jank version of a deck. The it's last. very... It's very flavorful. The thing that bothers me the most about this deck is that every I expect every creature card art to be altered to have a magnifying class, and if they don't, then you can't play this deck. Jim. That or a Watson. Jimothy. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> uh, the next one is Cross and Grip, and also my favorite art of a Cross and Grip. I really, really like this card, and if anyone has more of them, please let me know, and I'll just buy them from you. I really, really want more of this Cross and Grip. It's um, beautiful. Yeah, split second, destroy target artifact or enchantment, three mana, everyone gets it. The uh, I really like the next card because it's also in the flavor of the deck because that's the hats they all wear for their investigations. The second harvest. <laughs> uh, it's two double green. Instant for each token you control, create a token that's a copy of that permanent. Easy peasy. Yeah. I want to read this first creature. Oh, I love this card. Where are we on my creatures? All right, yeah, please. Oh, yeah, this card is amazing. Another one of my favorite cards of the set. Um, this is what I was talking about. I would want to put um, Mechanized Production on this. It's Academy uh, Manufacture. It's three for a 1-3. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. I cannot explain how broken that card is in any Happy. deck that's making any of them. I had so many tokens on the field. So many. Do you actually have the tokens, Dan, or did you just use nope, D20s? Nope, I have D20s on. <laughs> I, I did I did eventually have to find a food, a treasure, and a uh, food, treasure, and clue token just to put my D20s on. But there, this de- the game that I got this one out was just out of control. A- Academy Manufacturer is so good in any deck that makes any of these. In the Gorm the Master Chef, in something like Galaseth, in anything your Doxatic Store... They're really good cards. The the draw, the treasure, treasure tokens. You don't need to explain to anyone why they're good. Mm-hmm. They're you know oh it's such a good card. They this is probably again one of my top five cards from the set. I love it. Well, and what's nice? Oh, go ahead, Lotus. The most broken thing about this is if you've got two of them. So the first one sees you create I don't know a treasure. So it'll go clue, food, treasure. The second one will go, oh, you're making a clue, food, and treasure. Let's make three of each three times. It doesn't double it. It sees each one individually and yeah. three for each one. And then what, exactly. ha- what happens when you have doubling season and parallel lives in play? 
my brain yeah. stops working. <laughs> that's what I was going to get at, Lotus. Thank you. Is that that's why I said like mechanized production on this is just absolutely insane because you just start making so much. It gets to a point where it's like I, I went to a public school and I don't know where the math starts and stops. So I'm just going to just take an eight and turn it to its side. Does and that, if anyone has a problem, they can do the math. Does that become infinite? Like if one, if I put in one treasure, one puts in three, then the other puts in nine. No. Okay. So each of them is a replacement effect. When any, anything happens, you can only apply one replacement effect once. So because the second replacement effect is happening after the first one, the first one won't re-trigger. Okay. All right. So at least at least my brain can continue functioning a little <laughs> bit. You know, we need you to make a, yeah. a Venn diagram with how many of each when the triggers go off. <laughs> so I, I th I hey, think... Daniel, how many How many did this make? Hella. I think it goes one into three, three into nine, nine into 81, and then so you get 81 just by having three Academy factors on the board. All right, so I need a progenitor mimic. <laughs> Uh, Archaeomancer, because I really, really like the ability to get my instants and sorceries back. Uh, you know, I will get oh. my, my silly jank card, the Gone Missing, back. I'll just keep Gone Missing people's decks. That's good. It's not bad. Uh, Beast Whisperer as well, another card that is just a good green card whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. I, I do think I might have to put a Lab Maniac in this deck. I do draw a lot, and I've been pretty close. I've been pretty close to hurting myself. Um, this was, I want to read this next card because this was the card that, um, that I was most excited about and I was worried you didn't have is, oh God, I can't say its name right. Briar, Briar Bridge Patrol. Briar Bridge Patrol. Thank you. It's three and a green for a human warrior. It's a three, three. Whenever Briar Bridge Patrol deals count, deals damage to one or more creatures, investigate. At the beginning of each end step, if you sacrifice three or more clues this turn, you may put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield. This card, yeah. This yeah. Yes, this card is nuts. I was super excited. I figured you had it after you said you scryfall, but like... I did not scryfall. You take that heresy back. <laughs> uh, yeah, like after you scryfalled, for sure. I was gatherer. Uh, gatherer but this card life. is just... It's one of my favorite things about new sets, whenever they do stuff like this, right? Where it's like cards that were, you know, we see it a lot, like, especially with modern, where like, oh, there's this old card that, you know, is really good, but it just doesn't have any value. Then out of nowhere, there's this uncommon or rare that just makes it amazing. And that's what this card does for this deck. It just does so much work, and I love to see it. I really, really like the card. There's the investigate cards were really, really fun. Um, I put in Burnished Heart simply because ETB and the ability to go to fetch lands just seem nice. I could replace this with a Sakura Tribe Elder, probably, but I was just building probably. from a pile. That's the best way to build. What's this one? Byway Courier, 2 green, 3 2, when it dies, investigate. Hmm. It's simple. This next one seems like a Zat card. Clever Impersonator, 2 blue blue. <laughs> For a zero zero shapeshifter, you may have clever impersonator ETB as a copy of any non land permanent on the battlefield. So yes, it is a Zach card. A panharmonicon. Yeah, or doubling season. They basically do the same thing, to be honest. Academy uh, manufacturer. Yeah. Um, someone else's Gaia's Cradle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It's not just your stuff. It's any non land permanent. It's a good card. Um, 
yeah. Zach, Pretty also solid. the next one. Uh, the card that started it all for me, clone, three and a blue for a zero zero shapeshifter. You may have clone ETB as a copy of any creature on the battlefield. Love it. Love clones. Love clones so much. The next one is Daring Sleuth. I've never seen this card before. There's a colorless and a blue for a human rogue. Uh, two one. Whenever you sacrifice a clue, transform him. And its backside is Bearer of Overwhelming Truths. It's a three two. Has prowess. And whenever Bearer of Overwhelming Truth deals combat damage to a player, investigate. That's a super cool card in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Swinging with Bearer of Overwhelming Truth and then using that one mana for each clue token thing? Die! (laughs) I kill you! Face the truth! Does he have any flavor text? Let's see if he has any flavor text. No matter the cause, I must discover the source of these strange happenings. Is there any more flavor text on the other side? No, that's it. That's still sweet. That's still sweet. Uh, card needs flavor text needs to be uh, Dark Mark from Forge into Fire. It will kill. <laughs> uh, District guys, the next one I really like this card just in general to go get any like your basics or your gates. Uh, it's a good color fixing card. It's going to investigate when we come into play. It's an elf. What more do you want, right? Uh, two and a green for a two-two. No problem with it. Ah, speaking of elves, I knew this was an elf deck. Elvish Archdruid, one green green for a 2-2. Two, two. Other elf creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and you can tap it to add a green mana for each elf you control. This is an elf deck. It's not a clue deck. You lie. Yeah. Uh, we have Elvish Mystic, yep. One and <laughs> a green for a 1-1 one, one that taps for one mana. We have Elvish Visionary, one and a green for ETB draw a card, which is also... All of these basically staple ETB investigate onto them. Oh, I really, uh, really like the next one. I'll let someone else take it, but I love the card. Another elf, Erdwall Illuminator, <laughs> one in a blue for a spirit. It's a 1-3 flyer. Whenever you investigate for the first time each turn, investigate an additional time. Gets out of hand. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of stupid. Double down. It's, it's basically like another little shrimp. It, it is a floating shrimp, yeah. It's actually a floating elf. Ah. I should I should get all of these cards <laughs> altered to be new elves. This next card is one of my favorite cards in all of Magic. Eternal Witness. It's a colorless green green 2-1. When it ETBs, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Notably, not an elf. It should have been an elf. It really should be an elf, to be honest. Like, it even looks like an elf. Yeah. This... I like this card a lot. Um, this next one, anyways. It's Floodhound. It's one blue for an elemental dog. One, two. You can pay three, tap, and investigate. I, I love, love the, the flavor text. Yeah. This <laughs> creature. This is her bloodhound, but made of water. I'm just glad that you have the sketch variant and not the normal variant. Yeah, I like the sketch variants a lot. Me too. Um, I was yeah. wrong. I do have other counter stuff in the deck, and it's Glenelendra Archmage. Um, simply because I care about ETBs, and you can counter spell and re-ETB. So it's three and a blue, flying, sack, Glenelendra, counter-target non-creature spell with persist. So I will be able to double up on the ability to investigate. I can counter something problematic, like a Cyclonic Rift. Everyone gets it. Yeah. Everyone understands. Uh, Land of War Elves, again. Everyone gets it. Uh, Zach, next one. Um... Miraculous Pretender, it's four and a blue for a zero zero shapeshifter. You may have it ETB as a copy of any creature you control, except it gains two blue blue, return this creature to its owner's hand. So you can actually double, triple, quadruple ETBs if you really got the mana to do so. Yeah, having it ETB 
and like copying anything you want. So even as an eternal witness that you can just keep bouncing back and forth. I like it. This, this next card is another elf. Uh, Mor- Morite of the Frost. Two colors, green, blue, blue. It's a zero zero changeling. You may have an ETB as a copy of a permanent you control, except it's legendary and snow in addition to its types. And if it's a creature, it gets two plus one plus one counters and has changeling. Yeah, I really like this card. I like being able to copy my permanents. I feel like you were trying to get me to like this deck. <laughs> put, put a little Zach sub theme in it. Am I right? Yeah, it's uh, you know, if only you had some necromancy, we'd be good. Uh, next card is also absolutely sick. It's Merkfiend Liege. It's two hybrid blue green blue green blue green. Uh, it's a horror four four. Other green creatures you control get plus one plus one. Other blue creatures you go- control get plus one plus one. And untap all green and or blue creatures you control during each other player's untap step. In my opinion, I like this card better than um. Seedborn Muse. Like it's more it. situational, obviously, because you it really cares about just your creature, so you don't get every untap. But it's still, I just for the for the cost that it is and what it does, and it being a pretty decent body, I like this a lot more. I like the artwork on it a lot, to be honest. It's a really cool mm-hmm. card. I wish they would bring back more liege because like the lieges were really really cool. Yeah. And as commander players, I think we just you know we love that kind of stuff. A lot of them are pricey. That's a, that's why I think they don't see more play. Yeah, I agree. But Merkfiend Liege is not. Um, mm-hmm. We have Paradise Druid, another elf. It has hexproof as long as it's untapped. Add one mana of any color, and it's two mana. I would like to read the next card as I have a hard on for anything from Kamigawa Block. What are you asking? Um, no. <laughs> Patron of the Arachi. It's six colorless, green, green for a 7 7. It has Snake Offering, which is you may play this card at any time you can play an instant. By sacrificing a snake, paying the difference in the mana cost between this and the sacrificed snake's mana cost, including and it includes color. And then it has tap, untap all forests and all green creatures, and you can play this ability only once a turn. Love it. So you need it's to, sweet. I know it's, it has nothing to do with the theme, but a Shia, so you can untap everything. Yeah, that could be fun. I like the fact that it just untaps itself. It does untap itself. Have you never played <laughs> this one, Lotus? I've never seen this one before. Oh, this is a nonsense card. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's I should silly. put a shy on the deck. You're right. A shy would be fun. Psych yeah. yeah. me now. Um, Priest of Titania, because again, we know what we are as people. Elf deck. <laughs> We're, uh, yeah, so adds one mana for each elf on the battlefield. Everyone gets it. Yada, yada, yada. We have Progenitor Mimic. I was right. I am <laughs> going to definitely... <laughs> We put it on the Academy Manufacturer. That it's just a I'm silly card. I'm not doing the math for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me calling gonna... Lotus at three in the morning. Hey, quick question. You already do that at three in the morning. <laughs> oh, time zones are crazy. Um, Progenitor Mimic four and Simic for a zero zero shapeshifter. It can enter as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it has at the beginning of your upkeep. If this creature isn't a token, create a token that's a copy of this creature. And with all of your token doubling effects in the deck, this can get out of hand. I want them to unban Prime Titans so bad. <laughs> I do and I don't. I do. Rules Committee, listen to me, please. You've got to believe me. He's a psychopath and I agree with him. Save your, save your local game stores by unbanning Prime Titan. I will go and Dude, run a I, train. I'll save Amulet, everyone's game store. Let's go. Good luck finding him. Amulet Titan's really good in modern again. Amulet Titan's so much fun. They did a secret layer of it. Yeah, they do. Yes, 
Um, I already talked about this card unintentionally, but it's Seaborn Muse. It's three green green for a two four. It's not an elf, thankfully. Uh, untap all permanents you control during each other player's untap step. So it is a quote unquote better uh, Merkfiend Liege, but it doesn't have as much utility in my opinion. Maybe it has more. I don't know. It's a it's a hot take, and I'm not here to make them today. Lotus, you take this next one. This Shimmer Dragon, yeah. uh, four blue blue flying dragon five six. As long as you control four or more artifacts, it has hexproof. Tap two untapped artifacts you control. Draw a card. Problematic card. You must kill it yep. if it hits the table in a deck like this. I never thought this card was as powerful as it was until Benson played Simic Togo <laughs> with his rocks. And I, I had a bad time. No, I mean I, I had a fun time, but like I had a bad time because he was like, oh, I'm just going to draw 30 cards. Essentially, in any deck that is going to run it, it enters with hexproof. So you, yeah. you have to have a way to get rid of it, and then the clues as well. You don't have to tap to sacrifice. So you can just continuously, you know, tap them to draw your cards and then still use their effect later. Lawness doesn't care if they're tapped. Like, Shimmer Dragon is a problem card. It's it's really, really good. Throne of Eldraine also brought a lot of really powerful cards. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, one of the first sets in Standard that really saw power creep in, like, our more recent sets. Like, yeah. the the power level of Throne was kind of stupid. Akoria's yeah. power level was strong for Commander players. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't really like a standard breaking set. I don't believe. I don't play standard. I could be entirely wrong. There was nothing truly bad about Ikoria. Um, I mean, you had the cat combo, but with like no, that was in Dra- That was Eldraine as well. But yeah, so like that no, was fine <laughs> with Throne of Eldraine. Yeah, yeah, for standard, not so much. Uh, Legacy though with Loris. <laughs> oh, yeah. buddy, that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Ryan, you want to take the next one? Sphinx of Magosi is three colorless, blue, 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 for a 6-6. Six, six. Has flying, pay two and a blue, tap, draw a card, then put a plus one, plus one counter on Sphinx of Magosi. Love that card. No tap. Taking this one. I'm taking it. Yeah. This also, one of my favorite cards in the set. Gotta say it. Flat out. To be honest, sleeper card. This card is going to go up crazy in value. Mm-hmm. Uh... It should not be an elf. It's Tireless Provisioner. It's two and a green for an elf scout. It's a 3-2 with landfall. Whenever I land ETBs under your control, create a food token or a treasure token. Yeah, Lotus Cobra on heroin for $1.90 right now. Yeah. I wish this would have been a human to go along with the next card. Yeah. Uh, Tireless Provisioner is... There's no way it won't go up. Landfall is such a popular mechanic in general, and getting treasure tokens with your landfall is crazy. The, you get reshaped the earth and you get 10 lands and 10 treasures. I'll yeah. be honest, unless you're playing like Gorm, you're not making food tokens with this. We'll be real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, this, this should be four treasure tokens. It's just Lotus Cobra that lets you store the mana for one more mana. I yeah. love it. Love it. Um, the next one Zach was talking about is another card I really, really like. And I, I, I'll generally buy this too because I like landfall, everything. Uh, Tyler's Tracker is two and a green for a human scout. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate. And whenever you sack a clue, put a 1 1 counter on Tyler's Tracker. I've never really actually cared about the 1 1 counters. I just like making clue tokens. I think that they're yeah. a really good draw engine. Yeah. Uh, the next one as well, I it's the first card I've actually liked using Evoke on. I've never liked the Evoke <laughs> mechanic, but uh, it's Wave Sifter. It's three and Simic for a 3 2 flying elemental. When it ETBs, investigate twice, so with Lana's out, we're getting three clues with it, and it has an evoke of just Simic. I really, really like it. 
It is such a strange yet awesome artwork. It's like a giant goldfish. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's like, it's a Kawagama card, right? Is it? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, that's what oh, most of the... I, I believe so, with, like, the Invoke and the Incarnation, or the Elemental subtype. Like, I believe that it's, like, a harken to it. And there's already a lot of, like, conspiracy theories that we're going back to Dominaria, or we're actually going back to Kawagama, and... I'm sure the we are. upcoming year. I hope we go back to coming with the amount of weird frog yeah. samurai things they keep putting out. I believe Bushido, Bushido Jade Frog. Yeah. Yep. Um, hey. Next card is a really sweet card. I like playing it a lot. It's Yeva Nature's Herald. It's two blue blue for a legendary creature, Elf Shaman for four flash. You may cast green creature spells as though they had flash. So you could uh, invoke Wave Sifter at flash speed, right? Yep. I like it. Love it. Uh, the next card I actually also like, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Zamone Quandrix Prodigy. I really like be- the ability to dump some lands into ha- or into play. And I'm drawing so many cards in this deck that I kind of need that sometimes. Uh, and then it has four draw a card. If you control eight or more lands, draw two cards. I have a lot of draw in this deck. I was thinking of putting something like the Teferi's Ageless Insight in it or any of those cards. No. You will draw yourself out. Don't do that. I promise you, it's a bad time. I need to build this commander deck. Which one? What, Zimone, Zimone or this one? No, Simone. Zimone's yeah. cool. I, and I, once again, I really like the art. The art is so unique. I, um, I love Zimone. The, uh, someone read this flavor text because I'm not trying to pronounce this stuff. What are they complaining about? It's not like axiomatic leyline paratrigometrics are, is hard. There you go. <laughs> My eyes could never. <laughs> My dyslexia could never. <laughs> I just have a public education, and uh, I mailed in for my college degree, so... It's funny, I can read that, but as Miranda Marticola about it from a rap god, I can't read it. I cannot pronounce that card to save my life. Like, my attention span just trails off my about halfway through reading it. could never. So, yeah, I think generally, I don't know if there's any lands that are super notable. There is one. There is one. Did I miss any of my other segments, or is that all of them? That's all of them, but there is one land that has to be talked about. Is it the Dual Effects? I like the Dual Effects. Is it Field of Ruin? <laughs> That's an every damn deck. Field of Ruin is a great card. People should run it. Inventor's Fair. Oh, it's not the basics that actually have flavor text. No, it's Inventor's Fair. It's a legendary land, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you, if you control three or more artifacts, you gain one life. You can tap it for a colorless, whatever. You can pay four, tap, sack it, and search your library for an artifact card. You reveal it, put it in your hand, um, then shuffle, and you can only activate this ability if you control three or more artifacts. So it has Metalcraft, essentially. Yeah, it's a really good land in any artifact-carrying deck, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the life gain is, like, actually reasonable. This is not a super expensive deck if you don't run Breeding Pool and Tropical Island and Misty Rainforest. This is not a super expensive deck if you just drop the uh, <laughs> Trop Island because Misty's honestly are fairly cheap now. They're very reasonable for what they are. What's my deck price? Twenty. So it's like a $3,000 deck and then on this list that is... Two and a half thousand yeah, 20, is just the island. Yeah, 2,500 <laughs> is Tropical Island. So uh, do with that as you will, you know? It's a $500 deck. $500 which is, deck. Which is really good for a Dan deck, honestly. It's not bad. And then the other thing is, if you get rid of... Uh, you don't need doubling season. I, I, Heresy, I know. You don't really need it, though. 
Uh, if you don't run doubling season and parallel lives, you're down another 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. With how many cards though care about like making you additional clues for making clues or just how many cards make you clues. I think it is reasonable that you could just get rid of um, doubling season. You could also put in the twins. I think the twins are much cheaper than doubling season. Yeah. I didn't even think about running Adrix and Nev, but you're not wrong. And they have built in protection with ward. I forget how they read exactly though. Uh, it's if an effect would put one or more counters, put twice as many instead. It's literally just doubling season on a creature. I also yep. think I'd let, like Sakashima of a thousand faces in here. Sakashima. Yep. Just to double up on your uh, uh Sakashima would be good. Helm of the Host would also be really good. The ability to continuously do Lanus' ability. Let's all uh, let's talk a little bit about Lanus' ability. You want to go kind of deep with it. You you don't really want to go two or three deep. That's not going to be what you want. Generally, you want to go at least six, right? So you need a lot of clue tokens. Yeah. And especially if you... <clears throat> Go ahead. I think the best way to look at Lana's ability is you're basically... It's villainous wealth on a creature. That's 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 what we're looking at, right? So how you would play villainous wealth in any deck as your commander without black, which seemed that's heresy to me. Yeah. But whatever. If I could <laughs> run villainous wealth in this deck, trust me, I would. Me with a Sharpie just scratching out. I've just found something dirty. Go on. Okay, so you've got Lonis on the battlefield. You've also got your academy manufacturer. Yep. So you're making clues, you're making treasures. Um, so you sacrifice your clues, and then you might as well just shove on something, I don't know, like Pemin's Aura, and use the treasure to untap it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can you can really get into a lot of de- like degenerate, like untap loops and shenanigans with Lonis. The mm-hmm. problem is you need so many clue tokens, and it's really, really fun. Um, I should put, like, a little more of the uh, token doubling kind of effects in. Um, a really good Dockside Extortionist is... Not Dockside Extortionist. What's the what's the bounce creature I keep thinking? Deadeye Navigator, the other half of oh, Dockside yeah. Extortionist. Uh, Deadeye Navigator is really, really good in this. I just... Uh, I had it in my original list, and I was building decks while Connor was building Garth, and he took it. So if you if you have one, but they're not if they're not cheap. A Baron Master Wizard's also good. You just pay one sacrifice. I think sacrifice a creature or bounce a creature back to your hand. Oh, you is can, that the sacrifice a permanent or something? One. Well, I'm just looking it up. So I, I think uh, exact. We're also since we're in MH2 territory now. Uh, Quarian Ranger. It's on theme for being an elf. Ooh, didn't and think about that. Yeah, you can keep bouncing it. So Baron is just sacrifice any permanent, and then you return target creature to its owner's hand. Yeah, that'd be very, very not fun to play. No, yeah. you could also put a Kadama in here. Lawn is <laughs> stacks. Lawn is stacks. I really like how you have this assembled. Um, let's. You, you care if we move into like pros and cons? Oh yeah, go ahead, please. <laughs> so, I would say that, and I mean no disrespect, Dan, but this is probably the more fun deck that you have you know what i mean like this is one of those i feel like we could set across the table and i'm not going to try to kill myself with my own damage so we could end the game <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean like, this is a very this is a very like the investigate theme is pushed very hard but it it's not a bad push i think it's really cool it works and it's very flavorful um so i think one of the pros for this deck is simply that like if you set across from this like your stuff might get stolen but that doesn't bother me if the deck like that's what the deck is feels like it's supposed to do it doesn't feel forced you know yeah. what i mean the deck's very fair mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that's unusual for Dan. Yeah, and I also yeah. think it's, and I think this deck, <laughs> while this deck can do some some really really nutty things, I think the deck's only as strong as your opponent's decks. You, yes. you would think, but um, the the big problem is it's really easy to draw to that Shimmer Dragon, and Shimmer Dragon is the big problem in the deck. You can put a Lab Maniac win into this deck really easy. When you have mechanized production, which also yeah. can win out of nowhere, well, if people can't, and nobody, I don't want to say nobody, but most people don't run enough enchantment removal. Yeah, needing enchantment removal in one turn is a pretty pretty shallow clock. So yeah. the deck is, uh, like I said earlier, the more you can draw, the more consistent you're going to be in any game and stuff, right? The It doesn't matter how good your land base is, how good anything is. If you can draw five or six cards a turn, you fix that problem very quickly. This deck should have a Reliquary Tower in it. I don't know why I haven't put one in it yet, but you kind of need one. Um, I, think I think can replace that tropical island for one, Dan. I, don't know. I, I think don't it's know reasonable. It that's a good. That's a good idea, Lotus. I like that. Um, I think. I think one of the downsides for this deck is you very you lose very hard to any type of like mass board removal. Anything that kills enchant or anything that's going to kill your artifacts or enchantments. Oh, oh a vandal blast! I'm done. Yeah. Thank you. I tip my cap. I will sit the rest of the game out. Like, this is one of those decks, too, where, like I said, like, Calling Ritual, so you're going to let someone else win the game off of you, essentially. Yep. I also think that if you play against Connor's Chaos deck and he plays uh, Thieves Auction, it makes everybody shuffle all their shit back in. It's Sorry. actually really fun you say that. It's really, really fun you say that. Um, I was winning the game extremely hard against my brothers, and then one of them played Thieves Auction, and I was so mad that I picked up. I haven't picked up in years, probably well over a decade, I haven't picked up. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. And they're like, ooh, but it's Steve's <laughs> auction. I was like, if you try and resolve it, I'm going to do it. So then I sat there, I had my Shimmer Dragon out. I drew, I think, like 21 cards, finally got to confirm suspicion. I was like, fine, I'll confirm suspicion, delete it. And then Connor dual caster maged, uh, dual caster. <laughs> and I, I was just like, hey, I am done. You guys finish your game, please. And <laughs> I picked up mid-resolution of that spell because I was not having it. Because I did have the Academy Manufacturer out. I was in a great space. And they're like, well, in fairness, I did have Seedborn as well. I was I was really going off. But I made me furious. You Thieves Auction, you're animals. All of you are animals. <laughs> I love that card. I hate it. I hate Chaos decks so much. I, I like Chaos decks. Connor made a Valky deck. It's very strong. No, I'm not allowed to play Chaos decks anymore because I made a game go on for five hours. I uh, hate Chaos decks. I if you probably was it Possibility Storm, there's a good chance I'm going to res resort in physical violence. Connor, I'm not a big guy, but I will. Oh. Connor resolves <laughs> no, a knowledge pool all the time. It just he does, and it sucks because I like your brother, so I don't want to be mean, you know. You but like be. when he did that, you I was like, be mean. "Oh yeah, I forgot that he did that to you guys as well." The, I, the Possibility Storm and not Connor, you're a monster. I didn't well, understand how anything was happening. I'm not that smart. <laughs> like, right. I had to ask for permission if I was doing crap right. That game was a headache. And then we, and then Zach and I were trying to kill each other, and Dan kept keeping us alive with Kendra. Yeah, I was playing Kendra, so I just kept resurrecting them, basically. Don't you feel bad? Shouldn't you, be, shouldn't you let me... Shouldn't you have let me kill Connor on turn four, like a normal person? I should have, yeah. Zach was going really hard with Grevin as the... So, so for the personal game, the Greven deck was really going off, and I, I saved Connor by killing Greven or something. I can't even remember what I did. 
but then Connor just became a problem and no one could really deal with it. And it, they just kept trying to kill themselves to deal with it by Zach's like, oh, I'll pay 50 life. And I was like, I will give you 10. Oh, no. I, yeah. Um, to, in my defense, I was down to 30 life on turn four because I was playing Grevin and that's how Grevin wins, you know, like he'll lose life to beef him up. We really should do a Grevin deck. That, that deck actually was really, really fun. I, there's some new stuff for it too that's came out that would uh, I need to update. Yeah, my uh, my biggest strength of this deck is it is really really fun. I like playing other people's decks. It's a really good time. It's really interactive. You are going to get targeted by everyone at the table when they see that you have 30 clues on like turn four. That is it's just undeniable. You're playing elves as everyone saw, so it's like a, a pretty easy path of turn one Lanawar, turn two Lawness, turn three Priest of Titania, like, you get a lot. It, it goes off, you've cast your doubling season, you're out of control. I, I just like decks like this, where you go, clue tokens have no real support until we find this, and then you just mm-hmm. build a deck from nothing. It is really fun to play a bunch of these cards that you just never see, like that Erdwall Illuminator, right? Like, the Flying Shrimp Monster's dope. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I I 100% am converting Adrix and Nev into Lonus, but I probably, I might edge more of the Horrible Human and go the Stacks route. Uh, Well, you could also as well, really... I, I didn't even think about it. I should talk to you. I should talk to my group more when I'm building decks. Uh, I have an extra Adrix and Nev. I really should have just put this in. Really saved on that doubling season. Mm-hmm. Find out or how just... you too can cut down on costs. Well, I think it's better to like. I think it would be reasonable to either cut the doubling season or cut the um, parallel lives. Probably parallel lives because you can court of calling right into Adrix and Nev. My parallel lives is like all... a foil one too. It sucks. So or just play all three. Yeah, you can play all three. Yeah. Just cut the tropical island. Uh, the other thing as well is that uh, Essex is really, really good in this deck. Uh, if you were to do that, you'd get so many clue tokens and being able to double up on any... You could go more of an ETB route pretty easily. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I went I, I went dual tribal of clue and elf, but you could just go, like, ETB theme hard and just be annoying. Like, uh, what's the... It's the Death Touch snake that destroys lands. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And, oh, acidic slime? Yeah, that's the one. Like, it's, it's not a snake. How did slime. you get that from snake? I don't play acidic slime very much. I don't, I don't know. I just knew. Okay. You know, that's snake. Oh, birds of paradise. Yeah. Zach understands what's going on. Me and Zach might melt over here. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I have no clue why I knew that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that white snake that makes your creatures enter tap. Do you mean Thalia? Yes. <laughs> What's a Thalia? <laughs> I really don't know why I knew that. <laughs> it's, it's the flying. I'm a little bit worried. It's the flying snake. Good... It makes all your permanents indestructible. Avacyn? You brought up a good point. I'm not sure why I knew that's what he was talking about because he just said blows up a land. <laughs> Let me take a look. Am I am I crazy? Does it even look remotely like a snake? It's a coiled, snake. kind of. It's got a curly body. Acidic slime. Things and stuff. I. Doesn't look anything like a snake. I'm gonna be honest with you. Whew. It's acidic an ooze. slime. I didn't even know it was news. I love ooze cards. It is, it's it's called acidic slime. What else are slimes but oozes? Yeah, it's uh. You guys got me there. <laughs> Fool me once, a, right? It's not even a snake in the artwork. Not even close. I thought for some reason that it was a snake. Never really looked at that card very closely. <laughs> 
the point is, regardless of if you can't tell what creature snakes are, um, you can still go like a, a hard ETB way, uh, Frost Titan kind of stuff, yeah? That The Frost Primeval Snake? Titan? Just ask your friends. They'll let you play it. Yeah, that no, snake. Or uh, Sylvan Primordial. No, they won't. Lana's is a snake. Maybe that's where I was confused. If I can't play Grizzlebrand... You can play no, Grizzlebrand no. if I can play Prime Titan. Let's go. Yeah, I'll take that fight. I'll play Emrakul. I'll let you play Emrakul. That's fine. The game will be all worth much faster for me. Mails from Wander into Prime Titan. Prime play... Titan isn't that broken. I'm going to be honest with you. Green already can get that much land. I, I'm just going to say it. Temp Discovery is less mana. It gets you the card no. you want. Primeval Titan's bad. I don't think it's that bad. Why? I think you it can needs do, to be tested. Because you can do insane stuff like turn three Primeval Titan and then blink it and copy it all in the same turn and attack with like three Primeval Titans I can, or two Primeval Titans and you've gotten like ten more land on turn three. I can turn three reshape the Earth in Solvala and get ten lands. What's your point? Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, it kind of seems like it's a little stronger on no, my side there. no. You don't think so? No, Primeval Titan. Like I, I used to play it, and I'm sure you did. And it was you when you resolve Primeval Titan, you generally won the game, or you with were so Valakut. far, or you were so far ahead of the table. You didn't even need Valakut. But, you, with, but think, think of it, Dan. Think of it now with Thespian Stage and um, Dark Depths. Yeah, I can go to do that already. Or Field of the Dead. I can Field of the Dead. That. Already do that. But it just makes it worse and more consistent. I mean. Green can already get the, what's it called? The Hour of Promise does what Primeval Titan does for less mana. Once. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. There's run more removal. Swords to Plowshare me. Swords Reanim to Titan. You can't reanimate from exile. <laughs> You're fair. That's fair, but you can still. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Difficultly. Rift Sweeper. True. Pull Don't at me. It's an elf. Yeah, pull from it. <laughs> We need more exile. I don't know. It can't. Uh, it can't be your commander. I don't think. I don't think Primeval Titan's that bad, especially with how many things just absolutely shut off ETBs and stuff like Hush Whisperer or the mm -hmm. whenever a permanent enters, Torpor you have to pay two. Yeah, Torpor Orb. Any of the play, make a Gaddock Teague deck. You'll you'll see that it's not that bad. I'm Gaddock Teague. The problem is, is I I want Primeval Unbanned. Because I love Primeval Titan, and I'm a degenerate. Look, what I hear you guys saying is Black needs a way to interact be. with the Exile. Until yes. they make Could you imagine five-color Colossal some... Dreadmores, they shouldn't unban it. <laughs> there are already two. Is there, are there Done. three? There's a third one, but it's a crocodile, not a dinosaur. Whatever, just make a red one, give it haste. Make a blue one that when it... They've got you, a blue oh, one. Make a white one that when it enters the battlefield, you get a go get a basic land and to play tapped only if your opponents control three times the amount of land that you do and I'm other just, stupid, terrible conditions. I'm just saying, my my train of thought is the following. Make one of the Urborgs for mountains, unban <laughs> Primeval Titan, and let's just see what happens. I, no, I want a blue, I want an Ur, a blue Urborg. <laughs> Let's just let's just see what happens with it, guys. I want the I want the Talarian coast that gives all makes all my lands islands. That, that would be all a right, so too. I think I definitely think we've uh, yeah we've we went we've... far off the rails. <laughs> but Dan, uh, I think that was a great deck. 
it was very cool to see you build something that was a little bit more budget and a little less cancerous. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, that isn't just yeah. like, let's steamroll the table. <laughs> yeah, I think this deck is sweet, and I would very much like to play against it sometime in the near future. Yeah. What power Agreed. level do you like to build? Well, have you ever hit a baby with a baseball bat? What? Uh, <laughs> Daniel! <laughs> that's uh, that's my power that's level. Wiffle ball bat. Wiffle ball bat, no. Yeah. That's my salamander's deck, remember? That is, yeah. Don't you remember those those bats that you can get for kids? Well, you don't have kids. Zach, do you know those bats that you can get for kids that are like the small little handle and then like the barrel of the bat is gigantic and they're made out of plastic? Yeah, those things hurt. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, anyway, so, thank you guys so much. As, as Zach said, we, we were a little off the rails on this one. Um, yeah, Lana's a very fun deck. Primeval Titan should be on band. I think we've covered it all. Black needs ways to interact with Exile. We need more Colossal, Dread, Colossal Dreadmoors. Yeah, everyone's... Brian, what's your hot take? I'm building it. Just okay. probably will be worse than Dan's version. <laughs> um, so I, like as, I really, really like it. So as always, if you guys like the content that we're putting out, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Um, if you like, if you want to talk to us or hear more of our nonsense, we have plenty of backlog episodes you can listen to. You can also join our Discord, which is just Into the Ninety Nine. If you want to find our one-stop shop for all things Into the Ninety Nine, we have Into the Ninety Nine where you can find amazing articles written by members of our community, uh, previous episodes of Brunette Live, Apparel Thoughts, of um, What's in the Box of just like literally anything if it's got a name it's probably there um always also go check out jim uh he is pyrexia he does all of the proxies for us he's an amazing guy check out x level games uh check out etch gaming and um yeah i, I think, think that's, that's it. it yeah uh yeah. as always you guys be kind to each other and remember black is the best color in magic <laughs> green lies thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you next week Adios, everybody. Take care, and it's white. <laughs> Run less graveyard hate. <laughs> More primeval titans. But Jukabog bio, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we really do got to stop. I hate Pajukabog. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the...